37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to episode 181 of Pixelated Paranormal. Now we got some more easy listening for you all tonight because all three of us have had a shit ton of stuff going on in our lives. Um, we don't have to get into it if you guys don't want to, not a big deal. Steve, if you want to talk about your good news, you don't have to. Yeah, I can. So as far as everything cool, goes yeah. right now, I got a new job finally. Um, Hell yeah. Something completely out of left field. Pretty excited about it, and just really overwhelmed right now, because it's been a long time coming, and I'm trying not to get my hopes up, just because I was let down with what happened before, so, yeah. I don't know, it's just weird. <laughs> it's weird, I think, because you're not really expecting a job to pop up out of nowhere, and when it does, it's kind of like, oh, I wasn't ready for this, mm-hmm. but, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Hope so. Pretty stoked need for you. A, need a change and it's more money. It's uh, something, like I said, completely different from what I've done for the past 15 years. And that's what I want. And Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, you've been a weekend warrior for years, man. So it's going to be different for you to go back to a nine to five. Yeah. With the occasional week weekend days where you and I start out oh, yeah. doing bitch work. So. You're probably going to have a couple weekend days, but then it'll just go to like one weekend day a month or some shit like that. Well, the good news on our uh, side here for Shayla and I is that after five grueling months, we finally have a car again. She was in a uh, very, very minimal uh, fender bender back in September, and it was the right speed, the right height, the right angle uh, to basically ruin our engine and our car. And so after five months of debating and me getting very pissed off with our insurance company and possibly working harder than anybody who works for our insurance company because the amount of miscommunication and discommunication amongst them is embarrassing. And I'm the guy who basically has to call the shop, call the insurance, call the insurance, call the shop. And after five months of me pissing and moaning and being a thorn in everybody's ass, they finally decided to go ahead and total the vehicle. And so we got to go car shopping yesterday. It sounds brutal in itself. Yeah, it is. But it's funny. I called my bank and I'm like, hey, it sounds like everything's good to go. They're going to be sending you guys a check to pay off that uh, lien on the vehicle. Uh, can I go ahead and start car shopping now? And she's like, yeah, go. Like, go. That's fine. That just sounds like it's really going to be a pretty lame way to spend your day off. And they got us pre-approved. They told us kind of, you know, shortcuts of saying, hey, I got a bank who's going to finance it. Don't waste an hour of my life sending off credit reports. Just go in and do it. Mm -hmm. uh, we picked a day that it was just basically the day after a blizzard blizzarded here. And so there was nobody there. And we were in, out, and done in our driveway in under three hours, which is like half the amount of time it took last time we bought a car. Wow. Pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So good news. My wife finally has a vehicle, and we finally have two vehicles again. And life maybe will go back to normal. So, Presto, anything to add, man? No. <laughs> cool. No, yeah. that's good. That's fine. Well, speaking of things 
being strange and not going the way things normally go. The first news story for tonight comes from my home state of Texas, where somebody shit the bed and sent out a very bizarre Amber Alert. The Texas Department apologizes for Chucky Amber Alert (laughs) from the previous week. The alert which said the killer doll from Child's Play horror movies was a suspect in a kidnapping was sent as a, quote, result of a test malfunction, according to Texas state officials. This was back on February 3rd. An Amber Alert sent to Texans last week warned that a child had been abducted by Chucky, a 28-year-old male with red or auburn hair, blue eyes, and stands 3 foot 1 inches tall. His race was given as other doll. (laughs) (laughs) The alert, which was sent by email on Friday, warned of a 16-pound suspect wearing blue denim overalls, striped shirt, wielding a huge kitchen knife. It also included a picture of Chucky from the film Child's Play from 1988. The Texas Department of Public Safety has since apologized, saying in a statement that the alert was sent as a result of a malfunction. We apologize for the confusion this may have caused and are diligently working to ensure this does not happen again. People who had subscribed to the Texan Alerts for Amber Alerts received an email alert three times on Friday, and including a broadcast from the San Antonio television station KENS5. The department did not respond to questions about how many people had received the alert or the circumstances that led to the (laughs) message being sent. The alert identified the abductee as Glenn, a five-year-old boy wearing a blue shirt with a black collar, i.e., what Chucky's son wore in the seat of Gross, Chucky. that creepy thing. <laughs> I know. He's a goon. He kind of looks like what I imagine uh, Christopher Walken looking like as a child. <laughs> or maybe Steve Buscemi. And I love both those guys. The alert said that Chucky and Glenn were last seen at a residence in Henderson, Texas, a city about 130 miles southeast of Dallas. A woman who answered a call to a phone number associated with that address on Wednesday said... Yes, I'm aware of the alert before hanging up. So the New York Times couldn't get a hold of her. Apparently she was fed up. I bet. Don Mancini, the director and screenwriter who created Chucky's character, shared a tweet saying, please find them on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this is not the first time somebody really dropped the uh, ball here and they kicked it into a crack somewhere. There have been cases where alerts like this have gone out in error with greater consequences. In January of 2018, an emergency alert was sent to cell phones across Hawaii, warning of a ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii, urging people, isn't it? It's nuts. And this one further urged people to seek immediate shelter, adding this is not a drill. And that push notification was sent early on a Saturday morning during a period of high tension between the U.S. and North Korea by a worker who the official said had a history of poor performance. (laughs) I think that's putting it lightly. Damn. So he said, oh, the worker thought there was an actual threat and misinterpreted testing instructions. Damn, that's so sad. 
That sucks. Well, I mean, at least his poor performance wasn't that he was just a dipshit yeah. asshole who or the, could send out this crap, man. Or the other one where they were doing like that mass that mass text notification. They called it the presidential alert. Yeah. I do, yeah. But I don't know. This one's Jesus, this one's intense. silly, but if there's one thing you shouldn't <clears throat> make a mistake on, that should be the Amber Alert system. <laughs> yeah, Amber Alert system is pretty damn serious yeah, and yeah. Especially I, I heard about this. Especially in Texas. <clears throat> I know. Especially <laughs> Gun toting Texans. You don't want to fuck with Texas, man. Well, that and just all the trafficking and abduction cases they have there is just outrageous. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about mm. that. Holy crap. You remember, well, you remember Mike Jones, son. the rapper? Yeah, yeah. You heard about his hotel a couple of years ago? No, He huh? was uh, orchestrating a hotel, and he was aiding and abetting human traffickers and they would use the hotel for yeah and that's all oh, texas no. yeah dude texas is a hot spot for that shit well yeah yeah for sure it's i mean you're right there Mexico, on the bay you can yep. just drop them off on a boat yeah yeah for sure oh jesus i remember once when shayla and i were coming up from texas to um back from visiting her family and like, I'm from Texas, but I moved here when I was four. Shayla and her family are also from Texas, but they moved here, um, you know, right before middle school for her. She knows her way around that state. I don't. To me, Dallas and Fort Worth is just one giant area called Dallas-Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. I don't always think about how there's like 167 mini suburbs and subdivisions of those. Yeah, uh DFW area. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So we were down there visiting her aunt and uncle who also had an attached apartment on their house where her grandparents lived. Now you have little towns called like roof snow and Keller and Richardson and stuff like that. And so I forgot the little bitty subdivision that, that her aunt and uncle and grandparents lived in. So we were coming back from Texas and we got pulled over by a highway patrolman going in one of these weird areas where like the highway was 75 miles an hour. And the next thing you know, you see a sign that says 65 and there's no warning. Mm -hmm. And so Shayla, you know, tapped the brake and she was kind of just coasting down slower from 75 down to 65. Dude pulls us over. So we pull off onto kind of like an on-ramp side road and comes over and long story short, he walks over to Shayla and says, ma'am, can I have you come out of the car, please? And we're just like, holy shit. Like the worst thing we have in this car are some, cantaloupes that we're bringing back to Kansas. And so I'm like freaking out thinking like, what the hell's going on? So then I hear, I see him talking to her for like five or six minutes. And finally he kind of points off towards the field and she walks like about 10 feet from behind the car and stands off in this ditch. Then he comes over to me and asks my name and he's like, all right, son. So, uh, where are you guys headed? Where you been? And I said, oh, we went down to Texas to visit some family. Uh, we were down visiting, um, my wife's aunt and uncle and they live down in, um, roof snow and he's like, you sure about that? And I said, yeah, we've been with them all weekend. And he's like, okay, great. Because uh, your wife says you're down visiting her grandparents. And they live in um, like Richardson or wherever they lived at. And I'm like, ah, man, this is not going to look good. I don't know the many subdivisions of Dallas-Fort Worth. They've lived in Keller, Roof Snow. They live in Abilene, Buffalo Gap, like all these little towns. And I was like, her aunt and uncle live with her grandparents. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Why don't you get out of the car and give me your license? And I'm just like, shit. So now I'm standing 10 feet in front of the car. Shayla is standing 10 feet behind the car. 
and he's called for backup. There's a female officer talking to me, a male talking to Shayla, and finally, like, I throw my hands up in the air. Shayla throws hers up in the air, and the female officer is like, what did you guys do? Like, do you have drugs? Do you have any weed, any pot? And I was like, ma'am, you can waste everybody's time searching my car from top to bottom. You're going to find some craft beer from 903 Brewing that I brought home, and you're going to find three cantaloupes from Pecos that we picked up at the uh, supermarket, and that's the worst you're going to find. They tossed our car. They opened up our luggage, dumped our luggage out. The highway patrolman was underneath our car. And then finally threw all of our shit back in our car, and this guy could not have been more pissed off. He's just like, all right, I'm going to let you guys go on a warning. And, of course, you know Shayla, like, I'm I'm the reserved one. She's the bad cop. And she's just like, a warning for fucking what? And he's like, ma'am, you need to watch it. And she's like, no, what's the warning for? We didn't do anything. And he's like, well, you can keep it up, and I can go ahead and write you a citation. And the female cops is kind of like, you guys should probably just shut up and get out of here. And so I never found out what the hell the problem was. When we got back to town, I talked to some friends of mine who were police officers. And he was like, yeah, there's a big problem with trafficking in Texas, and there's a big problem with drug running. And what happens is couples who are young, no kids, will go down, go to Texas, go party, and then you'll start partying with some people, and they'll start buying you drinks and giving you, you know, whatever you want. Next thing you know, you're being blackmailed into running drugs up to, like, Nebraska mm, and mule. Wyoming and Kansas and shit like that. And so my buddy Kyle said the best guess I have is that maybe a car matching your description was a known trafficker, and that's why he was under your car, like, thumping your tires and looking for any kind of loose panels and shit like that. Yeah, it was a, a perfect end to a wonderful trip. And then my wife was like, you know, they don't live in roof snow. They li-. And I was like, Jesus, <laughs> what a no fucking shit. mess. But our stories didn't jive, man, so we uh, got to waste an hour and a half of our life on the fucking highway. Sounds rough. But we're not here to talk about our experience. We're talking about dolls running amok. And Chucky and his son aren't the only dolls recently to be on the move because there's also some interesting reports that Annabelle went AWOL back in August. Did you guys hear anything about this? Negative. Negatory. Okay. Lay it on me. So the story comes out back in August around the 14th that Annabelle, the real-life doll from the Conjuring series and the Annabelle series, blah, 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 you know, she's supposed to be at the Warren's Museum, had escaped and was nowhere to be found. Well, I went to Snopes to figure out if this is real or not after reading several reports. Basically, a alert came through saying that Annabelle had escaped, and as soon as it got released from a headline from a newspaper... It picked up on Twitter, it picked up on Facebook, all over social media. You started seeing all these memes of Annabelle the doll, like at the beach, driving her car, (laughs) eating tacos, all sorts of crazy-ass shit. The rumors started circulating on social media that the so-called Annabelle doll, the supposedly supernatural toy that inspired horror films such as The Conjuring and Annabelle, had escaped from the Occult Museum in Connecticut. The term Annabelle and Warren Museum both started to twin, twinned, trend on Twitter as social media users posted messages all about the de- demonic doll that had reportedly been on the loose. But the fears, however, were for naught as the Annabelle doll didn't actually escape the Warren Museum after all. Rumors started circulating shortly after the Hollywood Reporter published an interview with Annabelle Wallace, the actress who played Mia in the Annabelle movie. 
Wallace talks about her new film, The Silencing, as well as what, is it, what it was like to work with Tom Cruise in The Mummy. Wallace also talked about running in her interview and how she got a chance to actually run alongside Tom Cruise during their time off so they could exercise, which apparently was a big deal because Tom Cruise normally didn't like to hang out with fellow actors. Well, as it often does, a foreign press newspaper came out and accidentally misprinted the translation of a headline, and instead of saying actress Annabelle runs with Tom Cruise, somehow the headline translated into Annabelle escaped, thus sparking this huge rumor all across the internet that the actual doll had disappeared. So stupid. (laughs) But it's funny because it got twisted into, it got brought into light because there was an issue with the museum being shut down in 2017. Back in 2017, the museum got involved in some zoning issues and ended up having to be shut down. And then Ed and Lorraine Warren's uh, grandson, Tony Sparrow, had started looking for a new home for the museum because, you know, they had to move, but the new property hadn't opened up yet. So to put all these rumors to bed back in late August, Sparrow jumped on all his social medias and posted a video saying, I'm here to tell you something. I don't know if you want to hear it or not, but Annabelle did not escape. Annabelle's alive. Well, I should say alive. Annabelle's here in her infamous glory, and she's never left the museum. And, of course, everybody remembers the Annabelle story. It's not the creepy-ass smiling doll from the movies, but instead a dirty-ass Raggedy Ann doll. The story behind Annabelle is that she was first owned by two women who claimed the doll had been moving through their apartment and was leaving written notes. The owners had consulted a psychic. Other paranormal experts claimed the doll was tied to demonic spirits pretending to be a child. Eventually, the doll went on to the Warrens' possession, which led to Annabelle being housed in their museum prior to the closure. And the Warrens claimed their first car ride with the doll. They were put in serious danger because the doll supposedly caused the Warrens' brakes to fail. But good old Snopes has proved this to be a false story. Literally just had this conversation this past week. Mm-hmm. Dolls are dolls are the the, the non scariest thing ever. I don't mm-hmm. understand why people get so creeped out by the dolls. Like Chucky does not intimidate me. Annabelle doesn't intimidate me. Like that's just just like uh huh. Fucking kick it out of the way. Done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it just because like yeah, you watch these movies and you see like oh well they tried doing that and look what happened you know like but it's like. But I know that's a movie, but it's like, I don't know. I just, if something creepy was happening around me, I wouldn't think, oh, maybe that doll's the one doing it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that would never cross my mind. So you're not scared of dolls no. if you're walking <laughs> through yes. a, a room full of China dolls and everything yes. else and you'd be fine? 100% fine. He ain't scared of dolls. He ain't scared of clowns. It's <laughs> yeah. weird, man. I've never been... Yeah, never nah. once, man. Never, huh? nah, nah, it's never, it's never I been wonder, a thing. I wonder if that's just like an inherent fear that people have or most people have just growing up. Like, I've been in rooms full of dolls and I can't help but get the tinglys in the back of my neck thinking like, what if one of these dolls just turned its head and stared at me? Right. 
I'd rip the stuffing out and stomp on it. Yeah, my mom my mom had a bunch of them porcelain dolls and stuff like that growing up, man. And then I mean, it was like a, an incredible yeah. collection. And then she sold it all for drugs. But um, before that, uh, there was like, I remember that shit being like in like the china cabinets and stuff. And they never creeped me out ever. Damn. Okay, how about this? A Howdy Doody ventriloquist doll. Nothing? Nothing. Looks, wow, looks, I mean, looks, the dolls creep the yeah, shit. Yeah, they are me. really weird, but I think I think it's a cool art. Like that movie was dope. We went and watched. Yeah. With uh, oh yeah Hopkins, um oh Anthony shit Hopkins. what's that called magic yeah that was tight. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Oh yeah, for sure, solid yeah, movie. The was well, I think amazing, the problem. But... Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, totally cool, man. I was trying to think of what that one ventriloquist name is that has the the doll peanut. Terry Fader. Eh, who cares? Jeff Dunn. Um, I think the yeah. Jeff Dunn. That's who it is. Yeah, Terry Fader. I think won like <laughs> America's Got Talent or some shit. I think the problem with dolls, though, is just the same thing as clowns. It's that uncanny valley of these things look just about human, but maybe a couple features are kind of off. My dog is playing behind me, guys. Sorry about that. I don't know if you can hear her growling at this little toy. But yeah, I think that's the problem, man. It's the uncanny valley, just like clowns and just like um, you know aliens. The features aren't quite right, so it's just slightly unsatisfying and slightly creepy. Yeah. Well, to round things out, Stephen, because you love haunted doll stuff so much, on January twenty fifth, two thousand one, in Branded, Mississippi, Whitney Merritt describes the beginnings of a near three week alleged paranormal activity sequence that her family endured after receiving a Christmas present in December. The family's present they received was a vintage doll carrier. Of course. Her mother had got <laughs> her mother had gotten it from a friend of a friend and had gifted it, gifted it to Whitney's daughter, where it sat by the Christmas tree for a few days. This is from Channel 12 on your side. The knocking, Whitney says, had begun earlier in the year. They would hear it on the walls in the Brandon home, which they had recently moved into. The sounds grew so loud that on two occasions, Whitney talked about the front door. Uh, Whitney walked to the front door talking about how somebody might have been outside. It was midnight, so Whitney called her husband, Michael, who works nights. I think someone's at the front door, she told him, before turning on the porch light. But when she opened the door, nobody was there. And then, about the third or fourth night, was when we started hearing, like, boom, boom, boom in the attic. As she recalls, she rubs her chest, leaving it red. At first, they simply wrote it off because the home was built in 1992, so maybe the house was just settling in. I don't know any logical reasons I'm trying to come up with in my head. But soon, the sounds above their living room became so frequent that they could no longer be ignored. So one week in the middle of the night, Michael went into the attic carrying his shotgun and a flashlight expecting to find someone up there. Hey, hashtag been there, buddy. <laughs> One time I went into my front yard at four o'clock in the morning with a samurai sword cussing at the sky because I thought someone was knocking on the side of my house. We were out there making so much noise, Whitney says. People probably thought we were crazy, but we thought there was somebody in our attic. But in the end, nobody was there. That was all in week number one. Week number two started off with a bang for the family. 
It was around two or three in the morning when Whitney was awakened from what she calls a dead sleep. The noise she heard was so loud, she says that their dog, she thought their dog crashed through the window of their door. She grabbed her handgun and walked around to their home, but found nothing. In the morning, while walking into the kitchen, this is where she discovered a bag on the ground. In the bag were coffee mugs that she recently purchased from TJ Maxx. The bag was there three or four feet away from the table. Both the mugs inside the bag had been broken. Something had flung the bag of mugs. There was no way they could have fallen over at all, says Whitney. I mean, they weren't on their side or anything. They're not just going to roll, you know what I mean? They're not just going to roll. The next night, another bang. It was 3.30 in the morning. Whitney rushed into the kitchen to find another bag on the floor inside another shattered mug. How many bags of mugs does this lady have? Right. This time, shards of glass had come out of the bag, so Whitney began sweeping them up. After putting the glass in the trash can, Whitney started walking back to her bedroom. But that's when she said she heard the sound of something dropping a load of silverware into the sink. I mean, I wasn't even back to the bedroom yet, and that's when I turned around, and I about broke my neck, she says. And when I went back to the sink to look, and was like, maybe something slipped and fell? But I had just done the dishes. There was nothing in the sink, so I was freaked out. And so I stayed awake for a while. The final week of the series of events had occurred, mostly involving her children's rooms and their toys. The dream catcher and lamp in their daughter's room fell to the floor multiple times. After investigating it the second time after they fell, Whitney and Michael were walking back to their bedroom when the bathroom door slammed behind them. Because ghosts gotta take a dump. Hmm. At first, they thought maybe one of the children had gone to the bathroom, but the light had never come on. So my husband opened the door real quick and turned the light on, but there was nothing there. And he stood there messing with the door in the hallway for about a minute, just trying to find a logical explanation, like maybe the suction caused the slamming doors, but the door never moved again. The next day, the family was in the living room and one of the children's toy cars started playing music repeatedly. They checked it, and the toy's power switch was off. And later that evening, Whitney went to wake up her husband Michael for work, as he got ready, Whitney began to sweep the living room floor. As she swept, she saw her husband walk into the kitchen to fix himself some coffee. She says she asked him a question, which he ignored, and she finally asked it again. But still, after he didn't answer, she got frustrated and walked in the kitchen, but found that her husband was not there. Whitney walked back into the bedroom to find her husband still asleep. I saw him, says Whitney. I saw, I swear on my kids, I'm not crazy. Please don't think I'm crazy because repeating this to somebody, I know it sounds weird because I've never believed in any of that ever in my she life. She got the shine. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, but I saw a person pass the door in the kitchen. Then came the final straw. It was a day after Whitney says she saw someone walk into her kitchen. She begun to get groceries at the Kroger on Spillway Circle with her daughter. Her four-year-old was at their grandparents' house, and her seven-year-old was at school. Michael was the only one home. 
Whitney said it was around 12.30 when when he called her. Hey, is Paxton home? asked Michael on the phone. But Whitney said no, he was still at school. When Whitney and her daughter got home, Michael explained the call. He said while he was in bed, oops, clicked on an ad. He said that when he was in bed, he heard the front door close. Then he said he heard Paxton's door close. And then he began hearing knocking on all the walls. He called Paxton's name five or six times, but there was no answer. That's when he got up and walked into his son's bedroom. Paxton's bedroom light was on, his Xbox was on, and a bottle of water was actively dripping on the floor. After telling Whitney the story, they had a discussion about all the strange occurrences at their home and when the occurrences had begun. We were sitting here, and Michael was just fixating on that little baby carriage, and we stuck it outside. Since then, everything's been normal. No more knocking, no more footsteps in the attic, and the carriage now resides in the garage and has been placed on Facebook Marketplace for $65. Full disclosure, says the caption, it's definitely haunted. Whitney did say she eventually received more backstory on the carriage from her mother, who told her that the owner's husband had been killed in a motorcycle accident a year ago. She believed it's possible that that's who she saw walk past her in the kitchen. We both strongly believe there's a spirit attached to the doll buggy, Michael wrote in a text message. With what was going on, there's no other explanation. It all started with the knocking and banging on the walls out of nowhere. Whitney says she wouldn't argue with anybody who doubts their story and that she too is hesitant to believe people who claim to have seen something paranormal. She says, I don't want to say any of this out loud because it sounds, you know, I know how it sounds. I'm not stupid, and I know how it sounds, but you know it is what it is. It's the, the carriage is nothing. It's a Hollywood antic. Like <laughs> you them, think so? Them, them things are they're, they look creepy because they're old. They sit around and could wonder be. what's going on. And they're like, oh, it must be this fucking creepy looking carriage. Like I don't know. I, but do you think that's Hollywood fodder? Because to me, that sounds kind of lame. If that's your attempt, man, I'd be talking about bleeding walls and you yeah. know, no, I, a dog no, with I'm, the human head coming out of my about closet. The, I'm not talking about the. I think that that's that's the straw they're trying to grasp at. That why this shit's happening. I'm oh, not, so okay, I'm not saying gotcha. that what they're not going through is fake. I'm saying that they're sitting around. They're like, well, when did this start happening? Oh, well, look at that thing. It's pretty creepy. Let, yeah, let's blame that. That type of thing. Oh, okay. It just, it just seems really yeah. convenient. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You think they're trying to bait Hollywood and get some attention for it? No, no. I'm just saying that, like, okay, okay. That's associate okay. them fucking cribs with something creepy. Look at Bioshock. The first time you see yeah. one of them, it's something creepy. That's you true. What I'm saying? And then, like, with this, yeah. like, it, just, it just seems weird. But that's just me being a skeptic. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Why couldn't it be a haunted bottle of Gorilla Glue? Yeah, or just know? something random, you know? <laughs> a haunted CD case. It was when we bought that oh, last Don't get me started on Gorilla Glue. Uh oh. <laughs> Sounds like Preston has a rant about Gorilla Glue coming up. Yeah. Cool. Well, not for the show, though. Okay. No. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Wow. What a coincidence. Okay. Well, folks, it's short and sweet this week because we're all just emotionally and mentally exhausted with what's been going on. So uh, we'll catch you next time around. 
We've got a lot of good stuff coming up, but for now, I think we're going to end things here. So please continue to follow us, like us, and rate and review us. Instagram is PXL Paranormal, where we're watching those followers grow and grow. Man, 30, 30 new followers in just a short week or so, so that's been pretty great. Uh, check us out on Facebook, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Please rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us out immensely. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mom, tell your dad. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Mm-hmm, please. Steve, you got anything else to add? You pretty much covered it, man. Boom, shaka Okay, cool. All right, Presto, what do you got? And as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best beard that you could grow for 2021, check out BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order and pick yourself up some scents like Dundee Cedar Bay Rum Sweet Tobacco Fresh Citrus and Mint. And classic. Don't forget classic. Mm-hmm. My favorite. Okay, cool. If you're in the Wichita area, please stop by and see our friend Leslie and the gang down at CD Trade Post at Pawnee and Seneca. Otherwise, I think that's about it. Uh, if you guys are into movies and movie podcasts, our friends over at Under the Marquee would love for you to give them a listen, and we highly, highly, highly suggest listening yeah. to them. Oh, guess what finally Ooh, got shipped? Right. Finally. Uh-oh. What? Your Ouija board? No. Uh, Oliver Tree's signed final. Oh, hell yeah, yeah dude. Finally got shit. Yeah. We ordered that in June. It's supposed to be here in October. Yeah. Radio Silence. Good night. June. And finally got shipping yeah. notification. Pretty insane. That's nuts, dude. I saw he did a little bit on uh, Facebook where he was singing Mr. Jones and Me yeah. by the Counting Crows. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. I could do an Oliver Tree cover album. That'd be, That'd be awesome. But... Yeah, it'd be pretty rad, so. Alrighty. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that's it for now, guys. Until next time, cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.